Welcome back to another podcast episode. I'm your host, John Nothing, and tonight I have for you more supplementary content to my upcoming book, The Masculine Framework. And tonight we're going to discuss some some of the things from chapter four um, pertaining to desire, all right? Maintaining desire in your relationship, all right? So what I have for you today is uh, 10 reasons why desire is dying off in your relationship, right? why she may not want to sleep with you anymore, all right? And also eight tools to maintain desire in your relationship. Now, um, this episode will probably pertain more to people who are already in a relationship, uh, you know, a long-term relationship, uh, more specifically. Um, maybe it's your girlfriend or your wife, um, you know, a married couple, and so so and so forth. So, uh, I do want to do, uh, you know, some sort of discussion on the topic because there's statistics that show that domestic abuse in the household, you know, it increased significantly over COVID. Now, you know, that article, it goes over the fact that, you know, people were forced to cohabitate and other people were, you know, they're not used to seeing each other so much, you know, eight hours a day they spent at work, a separate, you know, so there's nuances that never really presented themselves before in a relationship, right? And so those things are understandable. Now, after COVID, uh, whether or not those numbers have died off, I still haven't seen the recent numbers, but we'll definitely uh, mention that in a, in a later podcast. Um, so without further ado, let's start off with the 10 reasons, right, that she probably doesn't even want to sleep with you anymore. All right. So number one is you complain about the quality of intimacy. All right. You're complaining about things that happen in the bedroom. Right. That That's kind of a turnoff whenever you don't bring it to the table in the in a in a proper way and see the other thing is that you know you complaining is pretty bad right that's, that's i mean it's terrible <laughs> actually um but when you complain about intimacy where you know it, it basically shows that you don't even have a clue how to fix the problem right and men we're kind of the fixers in a lot of situations right and we don't feel like we need to fix things in uh, this particular part of the relationship um but we actually do we do most of the work so yeah we definitely do or at least we should be doing most of the work or equal uh, i don't feel like she should be doing more work than you it's just weird all right <laughs> not to be misogynistic or misandry or whatever it's just you know it's weird all right and so number two is whenever you're passive aggressive about you know sex or the subject you know the you know intimacy whatever you know you're kind of sulky about it or huffy and puffy about it you know you go storm out of the room well i'm gonna sleep on the couch or i'm gonna go watch porn in the living room you know, on my laptop, you know, I'm going to watch uh, the Skinamax <laughs> in the living room, you know, you're basically uh, being a little bitch about it, but uh, <laughs> not to be toxic or anything, it's just, uh, that's not very attractive to her, right, she's going to think about that the next time that you, she's in a mood, you know, to, to do anything with you, right, right, you know, uh, the other thing is, some guys, they take it to the extreme, man, they, you might mumble some shit underneath your breath, and she hears you, all right, you might be insulting, you know, bro, honestly, insulting a chick for any reason is pathetic, but insulting her for not wanting to have sex with you, that's even more pathetic, right, uh, bro, especially if you're in a committed relationship, you see what I'm saying, you don't do that shit, don't do it, ever, all right, and then number three is along the lines of you going out to the couch to watch porn on your laptop is, <laughs> I mean, you pleasure yourself in private, bro, you know, um, you're not saving that energy for her, right? You give your best energy to your hand, basically. You know what I'm saying? Bro, she can sense that shit, all right? She can sense it. 
you know, eventually you have no energy left, and what, when she comes around, you don't even want to do shit with her, right, yeah, because you, you basically use up all your energy, you know, fapping and whatnot, just, yo, look, <laughs> save, save some for her, bro, all right, and then number four, you watch adult content on a regular basis, you know, that, that's slightly different from number three, because you don't necessarily have to watch adult content, but it, it's like this, man, if she's into it whenever you're into it, you know, by all means, you know, you, sometimes you got to do shit to spice up your relationship or, or whatever, right, and, uh, you know, if, if she's really into, you know, watching it or whatever, and that that's a part of, that's already a part of your relationship, you know, um, then yeah, by all means, but if it's like one-sided where she actually doesn't really care, care for any of it, you know, and uh, you really care for it, uh, because you're not getting something out of her, getting her to do certain things, or you're not able to do certain things, or she's not, you know, those type of dynamics, that's a turnoff for her, bro, you know, that, that's, that's a dynamic that you have to work on, you know, uh, porn, can't, you can get addicted to porn, Right? I'm not saying that you are, I'm just saying that you like, whenever it gets in the way of your intimacy with her, it's a problem, bro, flat out. All right, and then number five is constantly seeking pity, you know, a, you know, a pity party in a, you know, uh, a vacuum, all right? That's not attractive to her, bro, I'm sorry. You know, if you're in a pitiful state, you had back surgery or whatever, you know, or whatever the case is, that's understandable that is you know but if you have nothing ailing you or whatever and you are actually the one killing the intimacy you know whenever you're constantly you know nagging and hawing and mowing about you know different things to her and expecting her to provide you know some sort of uh, emotional support you know they can do it but they can do it to an extent all right women are attracted to men who are able to express themselves but overly expressing themselves i nine times out of ten they're not Okay, and it's uh, especially whenever the mood that you're overexpressing is negative without any real ground or or reason. You know, it's something very small and petty. That's that's a huge turnoff for women. Okay. Okay, and then this one, some of you might disagree with this, but if she's taking care of you financially, after a while, bro, she's going to uh, wear down very it's just not really in her nature okay she's gonna start feeling like your mother instead of your lover okay you're gonna bring out that spirit rather than the lover spirit right the, the nurturing spirit and uh yeah that that kills desire okay for women you know next thing you know she'll be like kissing you on the forehead like your grandma okay <laughs> so that should, that should be a sign enough all right and then uh number seven is uh you know you got to do your man jobs right <laughs> This is going to sound so chauvinistic, but, bro, you can't change your tires. You know, you, you can't fix, like, a leaky faucet. You know, you can't hang up a picture on a wall. You can't put together the furniture from Ikea. I mean, what good are you, bro? You know, be able to do, like, just little things, you know. If you can't change a tire, have AAA or, you know, whatever come out. If you can't fix a leaky faucet, uh, fix a leaky faucet, <laughs> you know, have a plumber come out, you know, and don't procrastinate on those things because sure a man doesn't necessarily have to do those physical type of things anymore you can just call somebody to do it but be able to um get somebody on the job or don't procrastinate on those things okay um those are the type of things that are you're really taught to turn off to women because you know they want us to be uh 
creators and builders, engineers and, you know, fixers. You know, it's kind of what the masculine spirit, like, dictates. It's, it's the creative spirit, okay? Uh, it's the building spirit. Uh, so, you know, be able to handle those things. Be able to manage those things, all right? If you can't handle them, be able to manage them. All right, number eight. Number eight is a serious topic, bro. Look, you're pushing her to do things that she probably don't even want to do. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm going to get, like, graphic with you guys real quick, you know? You're sticking a finger in her butt. <laughs> All right? That type of shit where it's like you're trying to work her up to, like, anal type stuff. Or you're trying to push her to do, like, fellatio or whatever, or head, giving you head. Like, stuff like that. All right? <laughs> those things you have to work your way up to. Like, some of those things she might actually be into, but she feels like you don't deserve it. Yeah. Imagine that she's actually withholding that particular thing because she feels like you haven't really earned it all right that actually happens all right but look the other thing is you don't push her you know make her want to do that make her want to do those things okay um yeah i'm, I'm not gonna go too deep on that right now you just read about it in the book all right number nine is slow the fuck down <laughs> bro you're trying to go like zero to 100 real quick bro it's like you see her and it's like oh i'm in a mood so i'm, I'm gonna go you know jump on her you know, nah, man, those type of moments, you know, the intimate moments and whatnot, they're like a slow boiling kettle, you know what I'm saying, gotta work your way up, and she'll actually be more turned on because of it, you feel me, um, whenever you slow down a bit and just, if she tells you to do something, you do it for a second, and you, you switch to pace or whatever, and then, you know, you basically mess with her head, because what you guys fail to realize is that intimacy, and you know, in general, right it's it's 50 50 physical and mental um you may not it may not seem like it but it actually is um for instance if you're watching like crawling insects on the screen right and you're turned on you're probably not going to be able to keep an erection bro okay it doesn't matter who you are or how much you like insects it's just not a sexual thing you'd have to have a fetish of insects in order to even fathom you see what i'm saying yeah it's very much a mental game you know <laughs> Even if you took a pill, you probably wouldn't be able to keep it up, bro. <laughs> you know, straight up. So, with that in mind, slow down and allow her to think through the process. See that you, you know, you have control over the situation. That control and that um, that desire comes through your control, your your pace. You know, um, that anticipation increases her desire, increases her, you know, her mojo or whatever. You know, foreplay. You know, slow it down with that. Good. Okay, all right, number 10, uh, last and not, but certainly not least, um, you uh, <laughs> you come off as a cherry boy. You come off as uh, inexperienced, all right? You, you, uh, it's, it's blatantly obvious that she has more experience than you in the bedroom, you know? And I'm not saying that she, that she has, like, tons of partners. She could have one partner, right, and have tons of experience with that partner, and you might have had one partner or none, <laughs> women don't like really like virgins they all admit it um they like men with some know know what the hell they're doing in the bedroom right um and she can sense that right it's it's like you don't know what to to do with her you don't know how to move her you don't know how to address her you don't know how to you know do certain things you know foreplay wise you don't know her anatomy very well those things are blatantly obvious to them okay 
all the nuances are blatantly obvious all the gray areas all of it it's very obvious to them they pay attention to all those things because for them it's more mental than it is physical at first you know it's and it and it stays that way for a while for them you know for instance <laughs> this is a crazy ass story but uh you know a lady once told a story that uh her ex-husband would giggle okay <laughs> yeah he would giggle during sex yeah the, imagine imagine you're having sex with somebody and then they giggle all of a sudden imagine how deflating that is for your ego yes that that actually happens in real life like where somebody isn't in their head headspace the same headspace as the person that they're you know engaged with and so you know obviously there's gonna be funny sounds here and there or whatever but uh you just like flat out you know teary-eyed crying laughter you know that's horrible <laughs> okay if you guys are both laughing then cool whatever but you know just remember that you know her head game her headspace you know mentally and you know where she is is one of the biggest factors of her climax and her you know enjoying you know whatever it is that you guys are doing the moment all right all of that all of the things that you do and that you've seen on porn and whatnot you'll throw that out the window okay and and get into the head game first and then you know you can worry about all those you know Amazonian poses and whatnot, and <laughs> look, man, yeah, you do need to learn to uh, slow it down a bit, okay? And uh, those are the ten things that uh, kind of turn her off to you, okay? Now let's go over the eight things that uh, you can use to to maintain the desire. All right, eight things that uh, you know. You live together. You guys are cohabitating quite a bit. You guys see each other for eight hours a day because you both work from home. Uh, you guys are seeing each other, you know, you know, quite a bit because um, uh, you know you guys are switching off between the kids. You know, maybe you guys have kids. Maybe the there's an infant. You know, which is gonna kill desire for you guys, or or not for some it just depends <laughs> or kill desire for one and not the other you know um those situations come up and so let's go ahead and uh go over some of those eight things that are that are going to keep the, the fire you know lit throughout your uh your relationship all right guys so um one of the things that uh we were definitely going to need in order to maintain desire is not necessarily a thing it's it's giving each other space all right having some some sort of time apart you know you live with e you live with each other and uh maybe you guys don't have any hobbies or anything like that so you know it, it means you guys coming home to each other and eating together and then sitting on the couch watching tv and going to bed or whatever it is you guys do all right and it's it's a one bedroom apartment you know you guys don't really have um that much time apart or that much space apart right and so what do you do you go sit on the couch and you play the video games right she goes in the bedroom she goes on the phone and scrolls through instagram or watches netflix or talks to her friend on the phone or whatever right yeah you guys uh have to figure out how you're going to create the space thing maybe you go for walks maybe you guys uh you know hit up the gym at different times or whatever the space that you guys create between each other um for those short amounts of time 
they help perpetuate the relationship and the fact that it gives her time to miss you it gives you guys space to to build desire in the first place right uh, you know sometimes people when they first start out their relationships they they see each other every single day right they work together right and they're trying to have sex every single day and you, in that honeymooning phase you you can't do that for very long all right desire works on the performance curve all right and as you see with every single performance curve you've ever seen in your entire life i'm taking you back to math class right there's a there's a rise and however sharp that rise is there's a plateau and then there's a die-off all right and that's because of diminishing utility right so the same thing happens with desire desire is mental and physical but a part of that physical aspect oh actually no a part of the mental mental aspect both there's chemicals in your body that literally are released whenever you love someone whenever you are satisfied by them whenever you are excited by them whenever you um you know are in pain there's chemicals that control those emotions right and uh, you can actually diminish the the amount of chemicals in your body from overuse, right? Or underuse. You see what I'm saying? So, anyways, uh, you know, the, some of those chemicals are dopamine, uh, endorphins, serotonin, and oxytocin. All right, go go ahead and look those up. Go ahead and Google them. Um, there'll be uh, more in those uh, particular neurochemicals. Um, in season two, uh, where I discuss nootropics, but you know, look those up. All right, and then uh, number two is touching each other. All right, now this should be blatantly obvious, but uh, you know, not necessarily in a sexual way, but you know, touching, kissing, hugging—it's important to the relationship. You know, um, you know, you, you know, slap on the ass as she walks by or whatever. You know, something like that. You know, you know, brushing her hair. You know, you know, along the side of her shoulder. You know, things like that. You know, hugging from behind. Uh, you know, just. The random things that you do, whatever, to flirt, you know, those things let her know that you physically desire her, you know, on a regular basis, you know, don't just do that in the beginning of your relationship, you have to do it randomly, you know, maybe she's walking up the stairs in front of you and you give her a little slap on the ass, you know, <laughs> those are sexual, you know, uh, advances or whatever, but, you know, those things actually boost um, her desire for you, because a, a, a person, you know, in general, likes being desired okay their desire is even higher whenever they know that you desire them back if i'm making any sense all right all right and so that brings me to number three which is be present okay and what do i mean by that it's like let's say for instance she comes home from work you come home from work whatever she's talking to you about her day uh whatever is happening you know in the household maybe something going on with the kids or you know something happened with the school and then you're sitting on a couch and you're just staring at your phone scrolling through uh whatever social media or news feeds or whatever or emails um you know uh you're, you're staring up at the tv or you got the game controller in your hand you know something like that right you're not she doesn't feel like you're listening you might actually be listening but she doesn't feel like you're engaged in the conversation right and you feel like she's interrupting whatever it is you have going on just to you know blabber on those moments um are building out you know moments you know <laughs> they actually are strikes against you bro <laughs> they build up they're like little tiny strikes against you all right um so yeah be present whenever you uh communicate with her especially okay be engaged in the conversations they thrive on that number four you know <laughs> this should be blatantly obvious bro look good 
good, bro, right? You don't have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger or whomsoever, you know? You don't have to be that. But what I mean is, like, if you guys are going to the grocery store, obviously you're not going to be dressing up. But if you guys are going to be some other place in public, you know, with any you know, social gathering, at least, like, put yourself together, bro. Don't go out with the cargo shorts and, and you know, shirt, you know, um, you know, ripped up T-shirt or, you know, some T-shirt with Donald Duck on there type shit. You know, <laughs> look decent, man. Make her look good, you know, with you standing next to her. All right. That's what they want. They want to. They want a dude that looks, you know, that that other women are going to say, oh, you know, uh, he's an attractive guy. You know, you may not be an attractive guy, but just, you know, look presentable at least. All right. Um, You know, take care of your appearance. You know, don't, you know, get get yourself good haircuts regularly. And if you don't cut your hair often, keep it clean. All right. Um, The beard, keep it under control. You know, Um, your clothes don't have them looking sloppy, you know, sweat stains and whatever. Chill with that. You know, um, what else? You know, just look presentable for her, you know, from time to time. Smell good. You know, take care of your hygiene. Keep your nails short. You don't have any reason to have long nails. You never have one. That drug dealer, a pinky nail thing? No, get rid of that. You know, it's just weird, man. Take care of yourself. You don't have to go out and get a manicure, but at least cut your damn nails. Toes, too. Keep your toenails cut. Cut. Don't be scratching her up in bed and whatnot. All right? Um... (laughs) You know, those things, uh, they matter. <laughs> you know, your nose hairs. She's most likely going to be shorter than you. Uh, keep your nose hairs trimmed and your ears, your, your ear hair trimmed. Okay. Uh, neck beards, no. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. You know, um, yeah, keep it together, guys. Yeah, look good for her. All right. And then um, indulge each other. All right. Indulge each other. Um, especially if you guys have kids. Or if you have a newborn, all right, take a take a night to, uh, you know, really uh, connect with each other and whatnot. You know, it might be, you know, taking a bath together, taking a shower together or, you know, massaging each other, you know, or having a fun night out. You know, you, cre- you got to create time to do these things. Right. And also timing is like it's kind of one of the most important factors. It's not like, oh, uh, you know, we <laughs> we have three hours, you know, let's call a babysitter. No, it's like you plan it ahead you know, whenever you have kids or whatever, and if you don't have kids or whatever, then be spontaneous with it, you know, within the, the bounds of normal means, like, you know, it's her day off, so you're like, oh, hey, you know what, let's, let's go to this uh, lake or whatever, you know, something random that you wouldn't normally, you know, do, that bit of excitement turns into a, you know, a bit of desire later on, you know what I'm saying, um, yeah, yeah, so, you know, definitely cater to each other, indulge each other because after all you're already in an established relationship it's okay to do those things yeah all right so number six is sleep all right you guys got to get your rest all right now going back to the chemicals that we were talking about here you know stress and lack of sleep will reduce all of them all four of them okay among other things you know so you know when you guys have that newborn and the, the newborn is not sleeping you know eight hours through the night you know, that's going to be hard on you. It's going to kill your desire. You know, um, you guys are going to be running a 24 hour operation, you know, 24 hour operation is rough on the body, man, especially when one of you guys is uh, the, the provider or if both of you guys are are, are having to provide in some way, you know, um, financially, you got to go to an eight hour job, maybe 10, maybe 12, maybe, you know, you're working two jobs, <laughs> you know, however you guys have that balanced out. 
um, you know, there's other kids you have to pick up and take, you know, take to the school and whatnot. You're not getting enough rest, right? Your body is being taxed and you have so many stresses on you. Stress kills desire. And so, you know, find those times to, to be that way after you guys have both had the same amount of rest and you guys are fresh and ready for each other mentally, right? So, yeah, getting sleep is going to be a huge factor in uh, you guys' desires. Um, so, moving on to number seven, um, you know, is have date nights, all right? You're going along the lines with, you know, planning for sleep, you know, and uh, indulging each other is uh planning ahead for those date nights you know you know things uh are are gonna be you know squared away so that you guys have that free time you know at the same time you know nowadays a lot of people work two jobs and work 80 hours a week you know 60 hour 80 hour weeks and so you know you you have to plan ahead like really far ahead you know because sometimes your schedule you know your waitress and you know okay you guys are both you know wait staff you know you guys are both blue car industry type jobs you know how do you plan those days you know those little date nights you know it sometimes it turns in it, you know it's it's like a a saturday morning that you guys both have off together or not even a saturday morning a, a wednesday morning you know there's not very many things open early you know um it might just be a walk in the park for you guys right it might just be you know a stop at the the local coffee shop and then uh you know um Maybe the, the kids are at school. <laughs> Maybe they're not at school. Maybe it's during summer break, you know, and uh, you go send them outside to play, you know. <laughs> All right, kids, go outside to play. You know, that type of thing. These are, you know, ups and downs that you run into, you know, whenever you're, uh, you know, you guys have an established relationship. You guys have kids. You guys have family members that live with you. You know, um, man, you need to plan your date nights and say, hey, look, everybody come out of our here for like 10 seconds. Those are important, all right? All right, number eight, you know, the last one, finally, certainly not least, is communicate, all right? You got to work on your communication skills, you know? You got to take time to talk to each other. You got to take time to listen, all right? You got to take time to be heard and understood, you know? Um, These are important, you know, to rekindling, you know, desire. You know, whenever a person feels understood and heard, right, it lifts a weight off their shoulders, lifts a weight off their heart, whatever, it, you know, they say, all right, I've said my piece. And then all of a sudden, you know, it goes straight to their dick. You know, <laughs> just look, man, I'm just saying like, you know, you guys try to be, you know, open with each other on, on the tough things and even on the small things, man. And the other thing is try not to do this over alcohol, man. Right. Or if you do keep it to, uh, you know, a minimum, I know, like, I know some people, you know, they put the kids to bed and then they got to go grab, you know, a beer and then, you know, she might grab a glass of wine or whatever. But what happens over time for some people who, who have, you know, addiction and, and, and abuse problems is that the alcohol becomes a truth serum. All right. And you're only honest whenever you drink the alcohol or you, you know, basically it's the mediator in your in that particular moment you know it's a barrier for entry for some all right you can't really find him attractive unless you're absolutely slosh a a habit that you picked up even before your relationship and you never corrected it you know that type of thing or or vice versa where you're not really in the mood to do stuff unless you're drinking or smoking or whatever it is you do you can't smash without you know hitting the blunt those things actually exist guys they exist and uh you know you gotta 
be able to communicate that those things are there or even communicate you know that those things are a problem um but you know long story short is be able to communicate without any sort of substance you know be able to communicate just regularly you know without any uh challenges or upheavals you know you know turmoil just just for trying to you know sit each other down at at the table together you know um yeah so that's all i have for you guys tonight um, I just wanted to give you those those eight tools to maintain desire and then, uh, you know, those 10 things that you may not even know that she didn't like about you or that were holding back, you know, you guys from smiggity-iggity smashing. <laughs> All right, I'm out. I'm John Nothing.